217 Recovery Podcast. It is Saturday, July 20th. I'm Corey Winfield and have a gaggle of people. Is that what they call them? What do they call those, Greg? Gaggle. Gaggle of ducks or geese? Geese. Geese. Gander. Have a gaggle of recovery people here and we're actually at Anna Crib. What's up? This is Anna Drevich. How are you tonight? Oh. What? You do what every time? Okay, well, I'm not sure what's going on there, but welcome. We appreciate you listening, and before we get started in our podcast, I do want to talk about something that's coming up in Traverse City. It's at the Park Place Hotel. It's on the 22nd of August. I'm so excited because I finally got an email back, and it said that pretty much we're going to be like the media sponsor, so we get to be there. We get to talk to the the speakers. It's called Rethinking Addiction, and I can't wait. I have saw or seen, I've seen some of the stuff that they have on YouTube and the speakers are really good. One of them's transgender. It's interesting. And this is, this is just me being not familiar with it, but it looks like a man. So, I mean, I don't know. Like I would have, I don't know. I don't know what that means. So just based on what I know about, um, transgender identity, if they look like a man, then it's a man. They identify as a man. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, but, I mean, I don't... It's it's just one of those things that I just don't know enough about, and I'm very... I'm educated. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to... I'm not cracking jokes here. I'm just... I'm uneducated about that, and I'm excited to learn more about it. Yeah, and let me correct myself. I did not mean to say it. They. Whoa. I apologize. Whoa. You know I don't discriminate. No, Anna, you don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, speaking of not dis- discriminating, uh, we have my girlfriend here. Um, my name is Jamie, and I'm glad to be with you guys tonight. All right, well, we're glad to have you here. Maybe we'll get into some deep conversations with you. Perhaps, and do also... You, Anna, do you ever get into deep conversations with Jamie about all recovery? The, all the time. <laughs> Actually, uh, a lot more lately. Any juicy stuff come up? Often, and uh, nice some and of them... well-rounded conversations, I'm sure. Very well-rounded. I mean, still it's learning new things about each other, so... Never just like a big slap in the face or anything. It's just <laughs> like it's recovery, you know? You guys are learning about each other. That's good. Yeah. That's pretty cool. No, definitely. Um, she's been nothing but supportive on, in my recovery. Just make sure you don't rub her the wrong way. Hmm. Because you don't want that affecting the relationship, you know, when you get into too deep with some stuff. Because I had a girlfriend I rubbed the wrong way once, and whoo, let me tell you, it was not good. Yeah. It was all over. She was all over the place. She came at me like a barracuda. She was just like, oh, Corey, ah, Next thing I know, I'm like, she if she was so mad, she was just squirting in my face, like just spitting out of her mouth, like in my face. I was like, what are you doing? Out of her mouth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, I don't know. I had my. It, I was because it got to that point. Where I just closed my eyes. And I just was. I just, just felt just liquid on my face. Did you go back for more? Oh yeah, yeah. She was a good, good friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. You were you were saying a cunning linguist. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. You're so right. funny. You and your little jokes. Mm-hmm. Being you serious too. here. Yeah. Okay. And uh, let's just be serious tonight. Okay. All right, let's let's bring it back down. You got your jokes. You got your joke in. Let's let's get back to the seriousness of it. That's cool, Jamie. I'm glad that you're here. We'll get with you a little bit later. 
and our friend Greg is here, mutual friend Greg. We were uh, in treatment center together. I don't want to say the name of the place because they don't pay me money, and I don't really care for them all that much. But we had we had a good time. We made it. Oh yes, we did. We made it. We awesome. had a blast. I mean, I guess it's what you make out of it. So it is. You know, you were but, lucky enough yeah. to be there at the right time before they like started changing stuff. And Absolutely. I just I don't know though. You know, it was a little hectic. A little hectic. I mean, it kind of needed to be. Yeah. You know, kind of ruffle you up a little bit, something different. 30, 35 people, maybe 40. I don't remember what it was at the time. But, yeah, it's... Yeah, I think we... You're going to get people that are going to make you feel the way that you don't want to feel. You're going to get angry. and you're. I mean, it's perfect. It's the environment that you need because, I mean, by the time you get back out into the real world, I mean, you're going to deal with all that. Mm -hmm. You know, so... To deal with it in treatment is just a plus, yeah. in my eyes. If it was cushiony and, you know, you get pampered, what are you going to learn? Nothing. Nothing. And when you went in, what was your mindset? Were you like, I'm going to be here for a week? Were you already putting a time limit? Well, I mean, no. sometimes when you go there, too, insurance will put a time limit on it for you. Mm-hmm. Or whatever county you're out of, you know, Swimba, which, which is southwest Michigan where I came from. We have a little city called Benton Harbor there. Ben which Harlem. changes everything. We can get as much as we want. You know, you can go for 90 days if you want. That's that's no problem. Other people only get two weeks. But your mindset when you went in there, you weren't... No, when I went in, I I actually, I was ready for it. And that's what each day, you know, I I took that as a new learning experience. I didn't, you know, not not say I didn't slack off, but, you know, I still did what I was supposed to while I was there. I didn't put, you know, anybody besides myself I put myself first, and that's all that mattered while I was there. Worked out fine. In so far, <laughs> so far, yeah. Knock on wood, you know. Yeah. Make another twenty-four, and you missed. This was your first time in treatment. Yep. So the whole missing family, missing your daughter. It's pretty tough, wasn't it? It was. It was hard. Um, I mean, for my girls, they're here just for the summers, but. For my wife, you know, not, you know, I was there every day for her, not to be, yeah, that was hard, but the first week there, I, I had to kind of put that back behind me because it was, it started, you know, I was worrying about her more than I was worried about myself. And I realized it probably the first weekend. What a, what a gift to be able to do that because I'll tell you what, I put, so many things before my recovery and we know I went all oh, good baker's dozen and uh mm. and to have that gift given to you so immediately I'm just grateful that you were able to do that I mean that that shows strength Thank and you. just maturity absolutely mm-hmm. just called you old Greg Greg's not that old <laughs> I mean it's the gray yeah Greg and you're from Saginaw Saginaw yep Saginaw represent yeah, well, there's a lot of a lot of drug people over there. I, mean, I know a couple couple hoes from Saginaw. I'm just kidding. A couple dudes from Saginaw. Should I rephrase that? I know a couple guys over there. They're hoes. Couple bros. No, not my hoe. I'm oh. just saying, you know, they they seem to get around. Oh. But now I wasn't I wasn't talking about women or anything. I don't talk about women that way. I love women a lot. Super lot. Women are the best, aren't they, Jamie? I tend to agree. I prefer a woman as well. 
Yeah, just something about it. But so, um, Greg, when you first came in there, though, it was your first time in the treatment. A lot of people, they're scared to go to treatment. They don't want to. When I went into treatment the first time, I was scared, man. I was like, what, do I, what, what am I getting myself into? And I flew all the way to California. So I had a lot of time to think about it. And what would you say to somebody who is going to treatment for the first time, fresh, you know, out of recovery, doing well? Like, what piece of advice would you give? Like, what was something that you were worried about that when you got there, you're like, eh, not so bad? I would have to say the biggest thing, it, it was missing family. That was the biggest thing for me. But um, I would say if you're not a family man or, you know, if if you don't have kids, nothing like that. I mean, no, I'm just saying, like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not pointing nothing. fingers here, but, <laughs> you know, just being away from home, I'm sure probably, but for me, it was nice to get out of the city. So that was nice. But, uh, yeah, family was a big obstacle for me, you know, just to be able to try to balance it out because, we all know back home it's all messed up too. You you you're waiting on that when you get back. So it's a juggle really. It really is. Trying to keep both separate, but at the same time kinda bring a little bit in to your relationship. So when you get home, you know, a little bit easier transition. Have you noticed your real friends are actually around now? Uh or did you not really I, socialize yeah. with people? No, yeah, I, I didn't really have any friends besides those friends. Uh, so, yeah, those were friends. That's fine. Yeah, I was. I'm telling, happy. I like my life. <laughs> do you remember? I don't know if you were there when Jamie was there, bald headed guy. Oh, I seen him the other day. Oh, we'll get into no. that in a minute. Yeah, but he wasn't. Yeah, he. Uh, he. I was talking to him the other day, and. Pride is an mf man. It really is. And I, I went through it, too. You know, being on the radio and had a house, had a nice car. And then I started losing it, you Let's know. Throw a little ego and in there, too. I started when I would go to the store and people were like, hey, what happened, you know? And where I'm from, it's a small town. And everybody, when are you going to get back on the radio? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? You know, and meanwhile, I'm losing my house. I'm losing my car. Things are, are just going haywire. And it, it's hard to just be humble, it, hum, I think you have to learn to be humble. You can't just go, ah, I'm going to be humble today. You have to feel it, man. You have to get that stuff yes. taken away. And I was kind of telling him that because he kind of seemed like he was going through a phase where, you know, he said something about, you know, I, I can't live on $25 an hour. <laughs> Dude, you'd be surprised what you can live on. Try living on $13 an hour. You cut out all that crap you don't need. You cut out those friends that, supposedly friends that are like, oh, well, he used to have this and that. And he, okay, bye. I don't need you. I don't care what you think about me. You know, my sister... Yep. My mom, my brother, they love me. And they don't. They actually hated the radio Corey. They hated that guy. He was drunk all the time. He was an ass. And the fact that the, when they see somebody in the newspaper that killed themselves that are 36 to 41, you know, white male, they don't have to go, oh, my God, is it Corey? They're so happy when they see me that they don't have to deal with that anymore. And... That is what matters in life. And once you can realize that and realize it's not your car, you know, I'm blessed with a car. It runs. I mean, something breaks all the time, but you know what? I still have it. And I have a job. I have friends, real friends, and I have family. And that's that's what matters in life, man. It, it really does. And, you know, but like I said, you'll notice probably with your family then that they kind of are just like, oh, 
it's nice to have you back Greg. oh yeah yeah um you know when i first told my mom my mom and i don't talk like that first off but when i first told her you know my my father had a problem and uh she just broke down crying she was just so excited so happy you know that she wouldn't have to you know see she's seen her husband go down that road and not come back you know and now her son so just for her and my wife i know with my wife it it just it was taxing it was taxing constantly lying and you know taking money just everything the person that you're not and now for everybody it's just a relief for me it's a relief I don't have to worry about where I'm getting this, where I'm getting that. I just enjoy each day now. Like, honestly, I make the choice when I wake up if I'm going to be a dickhead <laughs> or not, you know? <laughs> it's, it seems to be working out. Did you tell your mom your drug of choice? Yeah. And was she like, ooh? She didn't understand it. She really didn't understand it. She was just like, okay... How does that make you, you know, like she, I, I had to explain it to her. She just, she's used to alcoholism and everything else, so. so that's, but now she understands, she gets it, and, and that's another big thing, too, coming out, you know, after you come out, educating your family, your friends, mm-hmm. you know, some of the stuff you may have learned, whatever. Just educate them on what you're going through um, and what can help with your recovery. Because they're all there for you. And not everybody knows, you know, especially our family members, who, you know, might have, you know, seen somebody in the family with alcohol problem. They just, oh, he's a drunk. But, you know, some of the other substances that people use, you know, are, are just a replacement, you know, I mean, it could have been alcohol, it could have been meth, it could have been heroin, it could have been anything, man, and that's what you chose, but they don't understand the addiction part, but that's what, you know, it is nice to explain to them, like, hey, look, you know, like, I'm not a bad person, I know you've seen a movie where a guy was doing this or doing that, and oh, yeah, that's not how it is, that's not life, and you're a good person, and they know that, you know, and so, don't be afraid to let them know that you're not afraid to be out in recovery. You know, it's yep. like, Hey, I'm in recovery. You know, I used to do that. I don't anymore. Life is good. You know, and that's, that's the kind of message that we need to send out to people. And, and my mom, you know, love her to death. You know, she just, she, at first she didn't understand. And hopefully man, that was your first and only time in treatment. Hope so. But I put my mom through hell. And at first it was like, Oh, you know, this and that. And I remember the first, or second time or third time or fourth time I came back from treatment it's like well at least you're not doing heroin or you know doing the meth and I'm like no mom same thing you know and she's like what? I'm like the same thing yep. I was like "Those there's good people too you know and it doesn't matter you know but and slowly she's been learning too and she had knee surgery knee replacement surgery and she was getting fed pills you know like they do and and she started running down and she started feeling sick and so she Googled it and looked it up and it scared, scared the shit out of her. And she's like, oh my gosh, Corey. She's like, I am so sorry. Like, this is like, that was her like finally understanding the withdrawal effect and why, like when I would start drinking, I couldn't stop because mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't want to get sick and you can die. And, and people, you know, who use heroin, I feel really bad for them because when they go back out, 
I, I go back out. I, I, I want to drink a whole half gallon immediately. They go back out. They want to use the same amount. And that's where it is very, 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 very deadly. And my friends, I call them friends, and they are, who use heroin. It, it scares it scares me to death, man, when I see them going off. And it's just like I pray, and I'm just like, please let them get back to a safe safe spot because I don't I mean people are dying that we were in there with you know and it's just like damn like just one more time you know that's what they're thinking oh you wanted to use just one more time well that was that was it where I mean it could happen for me for drinking but the odds are, are greater for them yeah you know? the thing about alcohol is it's a slow painful death but you're right I had a friend back home that uses used and uh, she's gone. She passed away earlier this week. And I don't know, countless amount of people um, that have passed away from that. But I did want to touch on the subject of people that are going into treatment for the first time that do drink alcohol and can't find that similarity. When you go in, something that's going to hold you back and keep you sick is if you uh, continuously only look at the differences, you need to look at the similarities and identify anything that you put in your body that's a mind-altering substance and you turn into a physiological need, you have a problem and you need to change. And it doesn't matter what it is. So I just want to say that. Yeah, because you see people all the time come in there. I mean, you work at a facility, so first-hand knowledge. I mean, does that help you kind of stay grounded every day when you go in there and think, man, see a new person come in, you know, detoxing, withdrawals. You're just like, I don't want to do that again. Every day. Like, honestly, that is a major saving grace for me. Um, You know, when I start to get in those crappy moods or I haven't, you know, God willing it'll continue, but I haven't had a major case of the fuck it's this time around. And, uh, but in the past, absolutely like, nah, you know, like, I hate my life. I'm never going to get back to where I don't ever want to go back to where I was in any way, shape or form. And I accept that today. I'd say acceptance and humility, too, are the two key points of being successful to stay open to treatment. And when you get out, avoiding triggers, I get that to an extent. But you can't be fearful, unhealthy, unhealthily fearful for the rest of your life. I'm not saying go to a bar and uh, order a drink and see how long you can stare at it. But, um, you know, like hiding in your grandma's basement, that's not healthy either. So you got to find balance. Yeah. Balance is a good key. And I think what helped me and what's helping me this time is being inspired. You know, like finding something that inspires you. Like I said, I I did radio for 20 years and that was kind of who I was. But right now I don't want to do radio. Radio is horrible. And especially around here, like it's bad. And it would it would be such a trigger for me to go in. And first of all, it would be a lot of work. I'm kind of like now kind of like a lot of work kind of guy. Mm. <laughs> so uh, that would already stress me out. But this is something that I have a background in. It. I pretty much kind of know what I'm doing. And it's something that I can help other people. And when people like reach out, and that inspires me, you know, to keep it going. And you know, just to be inspired by something. It doesn't have to be a podcast. It could be building a house or you know, being a great dad. I mean, just be inspired. I mean, be inspired to know that you want to be there for your grandkids. You're getting up there, Anna. I mean, you're going to have grandkids soon before I will. 
He only says that because I have a child. He's really four years older than me. But it doesn't matter that. <laughs> so you're bringing up pointless facts. Now, mm-hmm. it's just minutia. Yeah. So, no, eventually, yes, I would like to be a grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't want to die a, pain, a slow, disgusting, bleeding from every orifice death at like 45 because I chose to. Because, yes, when you go back out, that first drink is a choice. Um, because I chose that over happiness, over actually being successful or loving myself. What inspires you? Let's go around the room. What inspires you, Anna, to stay sober? Like what? What inspires me? Um, my daughter inspires me. I know I have a lot of hurt and pain there. I haven't seen her in six months and a day to today. Um, however, I get to talk to her, not every day anymore, but I still get to talk to her. I get to see pictures of her. Um, inspires me that my daughter will know me here on earth versus a picture. Um, to watch her succeed and continue to progress because she is autistic and she's come so far. Uh, my work working with like-minded individuals, the feedback I get from running a women's group, um, seeing people actually succeed and do better, um, regaining a relationship with my mother and the rest of my family, watching my friends that I went to treatment with, because unfortunately less are doing successful, but the ones that are doing great are so much happier in pursuing things that either they never had before or that they did in the past, but maybe a different way, and especially in recovery and spreading that word. Um, Just being a better person. Um, I also have an amazing supportive girlfriend who is probably has the best work ethic out of anybody and the kindest heart that I've ever met in my entire life. Um, And constantly reminds me that I'm not a piece of shit alcoholic anymore. And uh, that helps. Thanks, Anna. You're welcome. How about you, Greg? What inspires you? You ever just wake up and feel inspired? You're just like, you know what? Well, I mean, you know, before, it, I would sit there and tell you I wouldn't make it past 31. I, I honestly thought that. And that's all I've seen for my life. That was it. Now it's just, you know, I, I get to see my kids graduate. I actually get to be there for my kids. You know, and just being a better husband, a better father, just constantly being there for them. I I feel like I wasn't before. And that's something that really every morning I wake up, I'm, I'm thinking about, okay, how can we have family time? How can we, what can we do here? What can we do? Always planning something to try to, you know, spend more time and more time because that for me, that my family is my inspiration. They're the strongest people I know. You know, hear me, I was down here and I just, I felt like everybody, you know, they were doing so well. They were, you know, I forgot what I was saying. Well, while you remember, I wanted to say something about what you just said and then we'll get to Jamie, what inspires her. But 
when a lot of people go to rehab, they're like, well, I'm doing it for my, my daughter. I'm doing it for my wife. But what you said, though, you didn't say you're doing it for them. You're doing it for you yes. so that you get to see them. You get to spend time with them. So that that's a great great way to say it, and that, that's the perfect way to say it because you can't do it for somebody else. You just can't. You have to do it for yourself, and it's easier said than done. But what I mean by when I, when I say do it for yourself, you're the one who has to feel good about spending time with those people. Yes. You have to feel good like, I get to see my daughter. Like, I get to spend time with my wife, and I enjoy it. It's great. It's me. I don't, I'm not hiding from anything. And, yeah, that's how you do it for other people, by doing it for yourself. Yes, yes. You know, and, and yeah, this was my first time in treatment, but for years I tried to quit on my own, and it just it never worked for me. And it, there was so many moments, memories just tarnished for me because of what I've done. So, you know, now it's almost an everyday happiness to where you're like, oh, wow, I, you know, I get this new day with the people I love. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. And now when you're an ass, you just be like, yep, yep, I was an ass. I was. It wasn't one of the drugs. It was, it was me just being an ass. All me. I'm sorry, honey. Yep, all me. That was in the past, so let's move on. You know, <laughs> I don't live in the past anymore, honey. Yeah, I was wrong once. Uh, Jamie, what inspires you the most to stay sober? So, I mean, I think all of us that have children will say our children. And, um, yeah, I mean, my children really. Um, my son, um, he's 12. Um, and so he really, like, started feeling the effects of me drinking all of the time. Um and like I said, as we talked last night, that I was really in denial about it. And, you know, it was just something that I did for fun after, you know, watching hockey every night or whatever after work. Um, but, I mean, really my children, um, my son, because I want him to um, know that um, really that I love him and that I want to live the best possible life for him. I want to give him a good life. I mean, that's why. And, I mean, my education, really, I mean, I'm continuing my education um, want to get my doctorate in nursing, you know, so that, I mean, my education, like my, 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 my career, my career is really a lot of my identity. Um, so that's what really inspires me because as you know, Corey, like you can lose all of that. And I mean, maybe that I, I didn't lose that. Um, but I could, and just that thought of me losing like everything that I've built the last 10 years. Um, I mean, that's a really big drive for me is to not do that. So, I mean, those, that's really my inspiration, really, overall. You work in a treatment center facility as of right now, I think, but that does that ever help, like, when you see people? Because you have to see it pretty much every day you go to work, right? Like, people, like, detoxing and... Mm-hmm. It... And you're just like, oh, yeah, that's not fun. It, it does. I mean, I see it every day, and I don't want to get to that point again but what it so i mean yeah my clients inspire me because i want to show them like you don't have to continue to do this you don't have to continue to put these substances in your body but you have to want to do it you have to be accountable like you don't just go to treatment and detox and you know go through the motions like you really have to want it and you really have to change you know you have to change your mindset you have to change your friends i mean let's be realistic i mean i lost a lot of friends when i quit drinking I quit um, being invited to things, you know, 
like one day I went out to the casino and my friend was having a birthday party and I was, I mean, she was a close friend of mine and I was really upset and she was, I mean, not like really upset, but I was, you know, like that hurts. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so, and she was like, well, you know, we're in the bar and like, I didn't really want to like invite you because I didn't want you to feel weird. It's like, do you want me to feel weird or is it you that feels weird because I'd be there and not drink? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, um, so yeah, but I mean, I, I really want to, um. Yeah, I just want to help my clients every day and hope that, you know, even if it's one out of a hundred that come through that door, like, that matters, you know? Matters. I mean, let's be honest, we know that um, a lot of people aren't successful, but that's what we're there for, to hope that one time that they come in out of 13 times, this is the time, mm-hmm. you know? Not give up on them. Yeah. And you look like you're about to cry, or you're really hot, or you have to pee. <laughs> Which one is it? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just listening. I'm not going to lie, I got a little emotional when I was talking earlier. I'm good. You did? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for calling me out. No problem. Great push on her abdomen. Just to see. No, just, <laughs> just kidding. Well, uh, we are going to go eat. Normally, we do the podcast on Saturdays from Charlevoix, and it kind of sucks that you came up, and then we don't even get to take you there, and... You are live from Charlevoix Pizza Company, but they're having Venetian Fest this week, dude. I don't want anything to do with that city. I don't want to drive by there. I don't want to look with binoculars across the lake. I don't want any... Well, maybe I would do that because they got these new things, Greg, and the butt cheeks just be hanging out, man. And that's cool that your daughter's not wearing any. You're raising her right. But no, these girls are walking down the street, man, just butt cheeks, just hanging out. Like, I, what are it's those? It's gross. Clothes? It's not gross. I haven't seen it be gross yet. I mean, it could I've, probably I've, be. I experienced it pretty disgustingly in Traverse City at the Nelly concert. The cheek showers. Mm. Well, I could see it at a Nelly concert probably getting out of control. But I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. I guess maybe if you want to like take a little peek, but like that's oh, not no. someone you want to. In Charlevoix, it's it's nice, but it but at the same time, it's not it's scary. Greg, I'm 41 now. My eyes are going. I couldn't even. I got my driver's license yesterday, but like in the mail, I got it. But when I went to take my test, like I went to look in the thing to do the eye test, dude, I couldn't see. And she's like, "Read the second line." I was like, "There's a second line." And she's like, yeah, just read. She thought I was joking. And I was like, well, is it numbers or letters? Because I can't see either one. She's like, you got glasses in the car? I was like, yeah. So it's hard for me. I just, I look over, I see butt cheek, you know? I'm like, bam. And then I'm like. And she's 12. Yeah. Or, you know, something stupid. Probably 14. But who knows? Okay. Under what I should be, you know. And I'm, and we play over under a lot. And this is where my mom needs to just chill out a lot on the stuff that she's posting on Facebook. But over under doesn't mean over under 18. Over under is a number of people. Like we went into Walmart the other day, and I'm going to put the video up. And before we go in, we play a little game because I like to have fun, especially in sobriety. We had fun at the AA meeting yesterday when you got your coin. Congratulations on your six months, Anna. Oh, thank you. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Can I can I get a little? Can I get a little something? Yeah, everybody in the party. But <laughs> over under before Ryan and I went in, I he let me set the number, and it was six, six beautiful women that have to be eight or over. Eight on one to ten, mom. Not eight years old. So, are there going to be... Then we both have to agree that they're beautiful. They have to be over an eight. Are we going to see more than six? So, we went in. And that's how we play over or under. And then the loser... Well, Ryan got it all screwed up. Because I lost. Because I said over six. 
or maybe I set the number. I don't remember. But anyway, I lost. I should have went up to the counter. And then we had to page the other one as Corey from 217 Recovery. You know, so, oh, I used to page Rob all the time. I've paged oh, Ryan man. a couple times. And, and you'd just be in the Walmart. And one time, you remember Mike? Rob. Mike Hunter. I see it's a man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, uh... He was actually in Walmart. We had no idea he was in there, but he was in Walmart one time and he heard Rob get paid. He goes, Rob from 217 Recovery, your party's at the front. Rob from 217 Recovery. I'm like, man, that's that's free commercials, you know? Like, come on, bro. <laughs> and he was all pissed off about it. But so that was the bet. So then Ryan went up there and he had to page me, Corey from 217 Recovery. But the lady was having a horrible time with it. She, she was not. We heard her when we walked in and I was like thinking, and I, th- I think I said it. I was like, she should not be the one paging people. She was like, it sounded like she was having a stroke or something. It was like, and um, I'm just saying, that's what it sounded like. You'll hear it when you see the real movie. Okay. But I'm, I'm not making fun of nobody. I'm just saying, there's other people that probably could page people. Not her. But somehow she was the one paging people that night. So she was just like, Corey from 217 Recovery? Corey? It was, it was pretty bad. But it was it was a good time. It was a little over under, so we play that. So I like to play games. Yeah, we played over under at a uh, UFAM or UFAM over under fanny pack. Was it fanny packs or was it fupas? Oh, it was fupas. You're right. Yeah, that's right. Because we had explained uh, what a fupa was to Rob, Joyce, and mm. someone else. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, so we like to play games. So that's how it is, Mom. But the other day at her her coin ceremony, we showed up and Matt we were on our way. And Matt one time in Bear River he played the ba- oh he played the game he played the game the two seventeen game yeah where because he wouldn't ever we would like give each other stuff to say and Rob would always give me stupid stuff I'd give him awesome words like yoga queef and um what was it? private moose knuckle yeah private moose knuckle it was moose knuckle posters is actually what he was supposed to say dolphin flog dolphin flogging he actually robbed to come up with that one but he never okay. even say it but so Matt would never play with us but one time we got him to do the bacon where he had to pull out the bacon from a napkin that he had in his pocket bacon from from breakfast from breakfast yeah and he had to pull it out and he had to point it at people when he talked to him and Matt always sat in the very back of this big room and so when Matt was like, it was his turn to talk, you know, it was like, hey, I'm Matt, you know, and everybody looks and everybody's looking at me, slowly takes out this piece of bacon and he starts pointing it and waving it around and it was hysterical. <laughs> and so that's as far as he went with the 217 game. But last night we were on our way to your meeting. We were just driving around enjoying some air conditioning in my car and a song came on, some old school AMG we were listening to. And I was like, dude, we both have to say a lyric to this song when we talk and he's like okay I didn't think he was going to do it but he, he did and his was like my uh, my daddy was a candy man my pops was a candy that's it and word and oh that's right so you can call me baby snickers or something <laughs> I was wondering where that came from last night I was yeah. like oh my gosh and then mine was like my friends used to, or my homies used to wonder how I kept a girl on my tip cause I ain't the cutest MFR and I got big lips, but when you do with what you got or something, and it's like, oh, what the heck? I eat the P word, but I didn't say that part of it though. But, but it was still funny. And then we we're like, everybody's looking around, and when Matt started his, and he started going into, it, I knew he was gonna do it. I was dying. I couldn't stop laughing. 
And we got home last night, and he was like, you know what, Corey? He was like, I'm so glad I did that. That was so much fun. And it, it was. It and is fun. And that's what it's about, having fun. Like, we talk about a lot of serious things, but yeah. Like I used to, there was this guy that was really angry in treatment, and he, like, snapped in a group one time when I was a client, and he was like, all you fake people that are laughing at night, like, we're really here having a good time, and really everybody's miserable, and we're all going to leave and relapse, and... I looked at him, I was like, look, dude, if we didn't laugh, we'd cry. Like, we need to figure out how to enjoy ourselves, and this is the perfect, safe place to do it. So in general, yeah, to be able to have a good time instead of being so uptight. And that's probably one of my biggest, one of my biggest issues that I need to work on more. So I'm glad you said that. I needed to hear that. Yeah. I did have to leave a few classes. <laughs> because it got a little out of hand. And <laughs> <laughs> you almost feed yourself one time. <laughs> For those that don't know, uh, two seventeen games only happen on the weekends, and the facilitator is this really intense philosophical man that is highly educated in a lot of Western medicine, and just just uh, has his doctorate in I'm not sure what. A lot of things. In everything. <laughs> in, in basically every in life. And um, he talks in a really, uh, like, very quiet, calm, monotone voice. But if you can actually get past that and listen, you're going to learn a whole lot. But if you can't, well, that's a whole other story. Anyways, but uh, he... <laughs> he doesn't take kindly to people goofing off, so... Uh, I don't think he took it with he took it really well the entire time. You know, it was a long time that we were all there. But uh he would just look at these guys sometime and I'm like, Oh god, he's gonna freak out, he's gonna freak out. He didn't freak out, but he wrote something down on his clipboard, sure yeah, did. He took notes all the time, which was oh, awesome. They all do, they all take notes and then if you go back and you look through the notes it's funny because Yeah, well he writes War and Peace, so I mean Well he <laughs> the Moose Knuckle one was funny because he was like, uh, what's what's a moose knuckle? And Billy was like, he kind of just gave him the quiet, like, come here finger and whispered it in his ear and gave him the nod. And he goes, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and um, one day, and we, I do listen to him, and I learned a lot from, from Will. And one day we were sitting there, and I was like in the back, kind of by myself. And I remember I was listening that day, and he was going on about, he's like, uh, you know, sometimes it's it's good to reward yourself. It's good to 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 pleasure yourself with toys, and and that's all I heard. Inside and out. Inside and out. You know, <laughs> you can pleasure yourself with toys. And I was like, did he just say? So of course I had to raise my hand. I'm like, uh, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was something to the effect of, I th- like you referred to. Pleasuring ourselves inside and out with toys. Now, is doing that too much a bad thing? Or that's right. I remember this. <laughs> yep. yep. I had to leave. I had to. I couldn't laugh under my breath anymore. <laughs> Later, he's like, "Man, I had to go to the bathroom." Man, he was like, "I almost peed myself." He's like, "I was laughing so hard." He's like, "I had to get out of there, man." Oh. He's like, "I was busting up." <laughs> but the funniest part is, he played along with it. Mm-hmm. Like he knew. He knew what was going on, and he he was just having a good old time himself. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. He was playing the game with us, too, because he was like, yeah, we'll see. You know, and, and I had to reward it just like he said it back to me, you know, back to him, you know, just to make sure that, hey, dude, you know, you just said this. And, you know, he kind of smiled, too, and was like, yeah, yeah. But it was a good time, and it is. got to have fun if you're going to a treatment center, if you're thinking about going to a treatment center. 
don't go in there with the whole, and of course you probably will because you're detoxing or whatever, but you're going to go in there like thinking, Ugh, you know, I don't want to do this, but you got to, man. You got to just have fun with it and sit back and relax. That's my advice. Sit back, relax, and just take in what you can. Uh, don't think, well, I'm here for two weeks and I'm out. You know, just, hey, you're, you're there till you leave. You know, go into it with that mentality. That's what I did this time. Before, I was going in there five days later. All right, man, heard it all before. I'm out. See ya. I had never left treatment thinking, well, I'm going to go relapse now. I've always thought, oh, I got it. I figured it out. I'm good. Uh, yeah, never doing it again. Boom. Two months later, a week later, you know, like, I don't think it was a week later. I don't know, maybe it could have been. But, you know, there would be some months in there, but... Bam, something else would happen. Then I realized, oh, it's feelings. It's my feelings that I don't know how to control. And, and I, I learned along the way that it was, a, it was a hard road for sure. But, yeah, just chill out when you go in there and have fun. Another thing to remember, too, going into a treatment place, everybody's going through something. You, you, have, to, you have to know that. You, you can't take anything too personal. You know, just you're there for yourself. There, there was a guy at that place that came up to me and he he like wanted me to introduce him while he told a story and i didn't like the guy at all and i was in another place when i didn't like him there either so when he asked me that, i was like no and then one of my buddies was actually leaving and he was having a hard time so i went and talked with him so anyway i missed his little thing and he was all butthurt about it and was just kind of rude and i just was like whatever man and then finally one day he came up to me and i was like look bro i was like i don't have to do anything he's like you have to understand where i'm coming from it's like no I don't. I don't have to understand a thing about you. That's that's the beauty of it. I'm here to work on myself, you know. But he was taking it too personal, and you know. But I was already at that stage of my. Re- I don't care. I'm not there for other people. Can I have fun with other people? Yeah, you know. Can I listen to other people? Absolutely. But I don't need to understand anybody else. You know, some people I'll connect with. Some people I won't. And that's part of the things that you learn there too, especially with being around a lot of people like that. Some of the people will get on your nerves, but those are the people that are there actually going to help you the most. It's your feelings. is You're the one with the problem. You know, if someone comes in the room and you hate them because of what they're doing, well, maybe, and this is something that happened in Bear River. They're like, oh, you hate him because it reminds, he's a mirror of you. And I was like, no, he's a mirror of me when I, maybe when I'm drunk. You know, I would act that way when I'm drunk. I don't like that. But I just don't like people acting that way in general. So, no, I can leave the room. You know, what can I do about that situation? I'm the one feeling this way. I'm the one feeling the hatred. I'm the one that feels uncomfortable. What can I do? That Yeah, that that's another thing. Like, what are we in control of ourselves? Yeah. That's it. Nothing else. And uh, it sounds like a them problem. Or it's a you problem when you're letting other people get to you. Little, little BRH terminology, but I couldn't agree more. I find when I was getting like irritable or disc- discontent, it was definitely because I was allowing my stuff to build up and projecting, and then seeing like old habits in other people. Like, come on, we're here to get better. Yeah, and I'm gonna say something that is gonna sound so disrespectful. But when you just said what you just said about getting irritable and backed up, a chick told me the other day that she put two tampons and she didn't know she had one in there. And I didn't think that was possible. But when you said that, that just reminded me of that. So I don't know. And, and I'm, it's no disrespect. Is, oh, I'm not happen? disrespected. 
We have That's a never left. happened to me. Oh, I've but, got some uh, good stuff with a minute left. You know, I'm... It, You've heard of this, though? Uh, hell yeah, I've heard of that before. But like, How uh, do you not know? I've heard of drunk chicks doing it. Oh. Or maybe if you're in a hurry. I don't know. I've never had anybody that, that I'm close so I, to. So I shouldn't be messing with those girls, then. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's... Hey, that's your call. What are you in control of, Corey? Yeah, I can. Well, I'm. I mean, I like to not think there's a couple things to go up there, but <laughs> that's we're gonna end the show on that. So, um, yeah, thanks a lot, Anna. Thanks, Jamie, and we'll get to you later with the podcast stuff. And then, Greg, man, thanks for coming by I and being you guys on. Having me, man. Yeah, just glad you're down here. It's awesome. And technically, Good to see you doing well. Up, yes, That's... up. I mean, I'm from downstate, excuse me. <laughs> this one's down here. Thanks, Jamie. You're welcome. Thanks for having me as well. Mm-hmm. You can always come down here. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Check out our website if you've never listened to any of our podcasts besides this one. Listen to more of them, 217recovery.com. I'm Corey, and we will holla at you on Sunday.